Thank you, Brother Adrian. Good morning, brethren and friends. Hope that you are well. We and the whole nation is saddened by the uh, <coughs> tragedy of landslide in Batang Kali last Friday, which took the life of 24 people and nine are still missing. So, uh, please remember your loved one in your prayer. I pray that God may grant them strength and comfort as they go through this difficult time. Uh, and pray also for the rescue team. Uh, God may guide them um, as they continue to search for nine more missing. So um, this morning, um, I, the, sermon, the sermon for this morning is really the message from the elder, which is the last sermon for this year for the elder. Next week, Brother Eng will give his message. Huh? This week, uh, I'm giving my message. Huh? And the uh, uh, message of my sermon is the text of a message of my sermon is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. Uh, so here, um, I would like to ask, is there after life? Uh, so there are people who believe uh, uh, in reincarnation. Uh, uh, they, in other words, they believe that uh, once a person dies, uh, the soul has an opportunity uh, to be rebirthed. Uh, so that is reincarnation. Uh. And there are people also who, who don't believe that there is after life. Uh. They say life ends uh, when a person dies, uh, uh, the soul no longer lives. Uh. So everything ends when a person dies. Uh. <clears throat> So even among Christians in Corinth, some believe that there is no resurrection of the dead. Uh, in First Corinthians chapter fifteen, uh, chapter fifteen, verse twelve. Uh, so if there is no resurrection of the dead, <clears throat> how different would you and I live this? Life, uh, I'm very sure that none of us will be here this morning. Uh, none of us will be here this morning. Uh, uh, some of you might be um, still sleeping. Uh, some might be having their recreation. Uh, some might be having breakfast with their um, friends in the coffee shop. Uh. So, uh, Paul answered, um, the Christian in Corinth, uh, those who do not believe there is resurrection of the dead. Uh. So Paul uh, re replied to them, uh, he said, if there is no resurrection of the dead, let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. Uh. In other words, uh, uh, one did not have to worry about future life. Uh. So 
we live just to care for our secular life, uh, just to satisfy our flesh. Uh. So when we die, we need not um, be accountable or answerable for our deeds to God. Uh. So that's what Paul told them. Uh, if there's no resurrection of the dead, let us eat, drink, or tomorrow we die. Uh. But it is not so. Uh, it's not so. So Paul, um, in chapter 15, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Paul explained to them in detail. Uh, Paul explained to them in detail. Um, God tells us that there will be a resurrection of the dead. Uh, and Paul explained to them how this resurrection will take place. Uh, that uh, will take place. Therefore, in view of this, that there will be a resurrection of the dead, so he exhorts us to be steadfast in the faith. Uh. He exhorts us, let nothing move us from the faith. Uh. And he also exhorts us to always abounding in the work of the Lord. Uh. So we have to take heed uh, of, his, of this exhortation. Uh. While we live on this earth, let us not just uh, live to satisfy our flesh, but we have to <coughs> care for our spiritual journey. Uh. <clears throat> so let us look uh, at the first exhortation on steadfast. Uh. So what does it mean to be steadfast? Uh? If you look at the picture, it should be on your right, huh? on your right, uh, of the photo of this plant, this plant that grows and grips firmly on the wall, uh, on the concrete wall. Uh, uh, of course, this wall is a vertical wall, 90 degree with a um, land. So this plant uh, <coughs> is able to adapt itself and sustain itself even in harsh weather. Uh, we, uh, we live in Malaysia, we know uh, our uh, January to February normally is a dry month. Uh, um, then again, we have June to July. It's a dry month. Uh, it's a dry month. When dry month, I mean you have very little rainfall. Uh, very little rainfall. And as you know, the concrete can't even uh, uh, keep much water. At the most, the surface will be moist. Huh? Yet, this plant is able to adapt itself, uh, adapt itself in this harsh weather, huh? uh, to sustain itself uh, during this dry weather. Any, any drops of dew in the morning, it will absorb it uh, to sustain itself. Huh? And it's able to adapt itself during the dry season. The leaf is thicker. Huh? Uh, the cuticle is thicker so that the rate of transpiration, I mean the rate of water loss, will be minimized. Uh. That's how the plant adapts itself and sustains itself during harsh weather. Uh. And uh, you also know that in, uh, in Malaysia, before Chinese New Year, the month of January or February, normally there will be very strong wing. Uh, strong wing uh. And this plant, when there's strong wing, it also able to sustain itself until the wall is gripped firmly onto the wall. Uh. 
So when we look at the behavior of this plant, it explains to us clearly, this is what steadfastness means. Uh. So as Christians, of course, it's easy to be steadfast when things work well. During good weather, it's easy to be steadfast. Can we remain steadfast when tragedy strikes? Uh? During bad times, during harsh weather, can we remain steadfast? Uh? So let us learn uh, the characteristic of this. Right, learn from it. Uh. So, to, in other words, to be steadfast here, strong, define it as sedentary uh, uh, or settled. Uh, just now, uh, I just remember uh, Brother Allen taught us now, talk about the word of God is settled. Uh, so, it's settled. Uh, it's not, um, uh, it's immovable. Uh, immovable. Once settled, it's immovable. <clears throat> so, to be steadfast means to be firm or strong in the faith. Uh, so not shaken or not moved from the faith, no matter what happened around us. Uh. Now next, we look at what could hinder us from being steadfast. So the first thing, uh, thing that uh, Paul is concerned about the steadfastness of Christian is false doctrine. Uh, false doctrine. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3 to 4, Paul is expressed his concern for the church in Corinth. Uh. It's what he said, But I fear lest somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your mind might, may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he who comes preaches another Jesus whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit which you have not received, or a different gospel which you have not accepted, you may well put up with it. So let us be careful of false doctrine. Satan, as it is active during uh, Eve time, the Satan that deceived Eve is still active today. Uh, he's still active today. And the Bible uses the word craftiness. Uh, and in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14, the Bible uses the word yeah, cunning, uh, yeah, trickery. Uh, so, uh, yeah, trickery. Uh, so, G Paul is concerned that if people come to you and Preach to you another Jesus. People come to you and say, there's another prophet uh, after Jesus. Who is a prophet is also the son of God. Uh. There's another messenger of God. Uh, let's listen to him. Uh. Or people come to you and preach to you a different gospel other than the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh. So Paul is worried that if we are not grounded with the word of God, we will be deceived. The heart of the simple will be deceived. Uh. In Galatians chapter 1, verse 6 to 7, uh, so Paul is um, saying he marvels that the Christian in Galatia, uh, they are so fast, they have um, they, uh, they have went astray uh, to, um, to give themselves to a different gospel uh, other than the gospel of Christ which 
the apostle had preached to them. So let's remember that Satan uses scripture for his own purpose. Uh, twisting it. Uh. Remember the temptation of Jesus in Matthew chapter 4, verses 5 to 6. Uh. Satan quoted Bible verses uh, uh, to tempt Jesus. Uh. So Satan is uh, will use every being to keep children of God from being steadfast. Uh. So false teachers can be persuasive. Uh. When they quote, uh, they too quote Bible verses to support their error. Uh. So Christians can be doubt if they are not solid. Uh, if they are not solid grounding in the word of God. Uh. So when we mark these uh, false teachers, when we uh, take note of them, then uh, <clears throat> Satan um, will, call, will make use of a simple-hearted Christian. They will accuse us of being unloving. They will accuse us of causing division in the church. Huh? But remember that what the Apostle Paul said in Galatians chapter 1, verse 10. He said, if he is here to please man, he would not be a servant of God. Nah? He would rather please God. Nah? <clears throat> then the second thing that uh, which is common to people, nah, the children of God that hinder our steadfastness is trials. Nah? That means life challenges like a tragedy uh, in Batang, Kali, uh, physical uh, illness uh, or death of a loved one uh, where we are not prepared of it, sudden death of a loved one uh, or we face life challenges, workplace challenges, financial difficulty. Uh. So we might acknowledge that we live in a broken world uh, which is marked by sin and Suffering, uh. So, yes, uh, sometimes we watch our loved ones suffer, uh, which we find that is uh, hard to explain. We can't accept it. We find that we can't get all the answer to it. And these pattern our steadfastness in God. Uh. So, Job's wife took the easy way. He told his husband uh, in Job chapter 2, verse 9, that just curse God and die. Uh. So that uh, is the easiest way that Job wife took. Uh. So tragedy in life can hinder our steadfastness in God. Uh. Then the third thing that uh, can hinder the uh, Christian steadfastness in God is cares of the world. Uh. So we live in a world which is competitive, we acknowledge it's competitive, uh, uh, where the demand and expectation is great, especially from bosses, uh, where people uh, compete with each other uh, to excel, be in their work, be in their, to get business, to get project, to get, uh, to won the tender. Uh, so it's uh, competitive. Uh, so to excel in education, so if you are not careful, the cares of this world can show our Christian life uh, and make us unfruitful in the kingdom of God. Uh. 
which our Lord Jesus Christ mentioned in Matthew chapter 13, verse 22, uh, the seed that drops onto the thorny soil, uh, so to the heart of man that cares for the uh, world uh, and in pursuing riches in make their Christian life unfruitful. It also took their Christian life. Uh. So we have an example in the Bible in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10. Uh, a person by the name Demas, uh, at one time he is he was a faithful servant of God. Even Apostle Paul mentioned him as a fellow laborer, uh, fellow laborer, uh, yeah, fellow worker in the kingdom of God. But what happened to him in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10, Apostle Paul said that he loved the world, uh, therefore he forsaken Christ uh, because he loved the world. So if you're not careful, uh, cares of this world, excel to excel in work, to excel in our studies can affect our Christian life. Uh. <clears throat> So how to remain steadfast? Huh? Having mentioned all the challenges uh, that might hinder our Christian life, uh, how are we to handle um, <clears throat> to remain steadfast? Huh? In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, uh, the Bible encourages us to study the Word of God. Uh, to study the Word of God so that as children of God, we will be able to handle the word of God rightly, yeah, so that we will not be deceived by others. Uh, we're not deceived by those who come to preach false doctrine to you, so-called new doctrine or so-called uh, newfound theologies, uh, and they interpret it and cause us to stray from the faith. Uh. God also desires that we grow in the faith. Uh, we can do that by growing in the stand, understanding of the word of God. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2. Uh, and God also desires that we grow in the understanding of the knowledge of his will. Uh, and uh, in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. Uh, so when we do that, when we grow in the faith, uh, when we grow in the understanding of God's will, it helps us to remain in His Word, to remain in God the Father, God the Son, um, <clears throat> until the end. Uh, so God wants us to remain faithful till the end. Uh. So let us read 1 John chapter 2, verse 24 to 25. Uh. Therefore, let that abide in you which you heard from the beginning. If that you heard from the beginning abide in you, you also will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that He has promised us, eternal life. So it's important that we keep the Word of God in our heart, remain in us so that we will remain in the fellowship and walk with our God. And when we do that, the Bible said, and, um, 
we will receive the promise of God, which is eternal life. Huh? Then, by having knowledge, by, um, by studying the word of God, it helps us not to be tossed back and forth by every wing of doctrine. Huh? So Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. So this is important. So when people come to us, we don't just uh, listen and follow them, but we do check with the scripture to see what they teach us. Is it the truth? Huh? So in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 24 to 25, so the Bible tells us as Christian, as servant of God, we must be able to teach, uh, be able to teach uh, and to correct those who are op in opposition. Uh, those who are in opposition. So uh, that is our duty. Uh. So therefore, how do we do that? Uh? It's important for us to study the word of God. Uh, it's important for us to attend meeting, uh, to attend meeting, um, to attend Bible class. Important for us to attend Sunday worship, to listen to sermon. Uh, so this will help us to be grounded in the Word of God. Uh, to prepare yourself for uh, to remain steadfast, especially when tragedy strikes, uh, is not something that you can do overnight. Uh, so you have to be like the plants that grip on the wall. It prepares itself during the harsh weather. Uh. If, uh, it adapts, it prepares itself uh, during good time uh, by absorbing nutrients, by absorbing um, uh, water, uh, so that during harsh weather, it remains strong and be able to sustain itself. Uh. So therefore, as Christians, you need to uh, prepare yourself by being grounded in the Word of God during good time and during and during bad time. Uh. So uh, keep yourself busy attending, study the Word, attend meeting, attend worship, attend courses, uh, uh, seminar which is beneficial for your soul. Uh. Let us not be content by just attending worship. Uh. <clears throat> So the uh, second point on how to remain steadfast uh, is do not be overtaken by hardship, but endure it. Uh. So I will emphasize uh, this point in detail because tragedy in life, life challenges, trials, these are the common thing that Christians face. Uh. Um, not only just people who are without faith, but Christians do face these challenges. Huh? And there are some who have fallen away because of tragedy. Huh? So I was going to emphasize this in detail, including practical examples from the Bible. How do we handle tragedy in life? Huh? So some burdens are heavy. Right? Christian, when they face it, they feel like quitting. Uh, they feel like giving up yeah, faith in our Lord. Uh, especially illness, 
uh, physical illness that they face or their loved one face or death in the family, especially sudden death, uh, um, death where they are not prepared to see their loved one leave this world. Uh. Uh, let us uh, take time to uh, imagine um, uh, though the victim of those who are uh, those who die um, during the Batang Kali land like uh, just imagine their loved one beat them uh, goodbye have a safe journey uh, enjoy yourself did, uh, never did they imagine that is the last time they are going to see their loved one uh. so this tragedy is right uh, where we are unprepared for it uh. we don't expect our Love one to go to leave us this way. Huh? So it is understandable. Huh? Uh, one will be affected physically, emotionally, mentally, and to a certain extent, spiritually. Huh? But God tells us that do not allow it to overcome you. Uh, do not allow it to overcome you. Um, Let's uh, look at the encouragement from the scripture in Romans chapter 8, verse 38 to 39. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Uh, so this is the exaltation for Apostle Paul that he is sure. Uh, so uh, let nothing separate us from the love of God. Uh, it's only you, yourself, can separate you uh, from the love of God. Satan cannot do that. The devil cannot force you. Only you, yourself. Uh. <clears throat> So when tragedy strikes, uh, you might not understand why God allowed such a good and nice person to suffer uh, or to die when we are not ready to let them go. Uh. It can be a family member. It can be someone you are fond of. Uh, uh, because you're very close to that person. You say he's a nice person. He's a good person. He's a faithful servant of God. Why God allow him to? So, uh, but let us remember God knows what is best for us. Uh. God knows the future. Uh. So, that in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8 to 9, that's how uh, Brother Allen so quoted it. Uh. God tells us that his thought is higher than our thought, uh. his ways is higher than our so of course for us uh, our wish is that if God will heal our loved one our wish is that God why uh, don't you spare his life that is our wish uh. but the Bible tells us that uh, God thought and God ways is higher than our way uh. so under this situation we need to tell ourselves although we can be sad it's understandable we can be sorrow, we can be uh, grieving or mourning, but let nothing separate you from the love of God. Uh. We look at, at the Bible example. 
There are incidents where God heals uh, someone when they pray and ask for. Read uh, in 2 Kings chapter 20, verse 1 to 6. Here we have a king, King Hezekiah. He's a king of Judah. Of course, as a king, he's an he's a important servant of God uh, because he's a leader of God's people. Uh, he's an important person. So when he fell sick, uh, when he fell sick, uh, the Bible tell him, uh, tell us that God sent Isaiah the prophet to tell him that you are not going to recover from your sickness. You are going to die. Uh, you are going to die. Uh. Sometimes when we receive this kind of news, we will be very sad. Uh. Even when sometimes doctors tell, tell the patient or tell the, their loved one that you only have one month or three months to live, uh, you feel sad. Uh. Now this time, uh, God himself told Hezekiah that uh, you are not going to recover from your sickness. Uh. So Hezekiah cried out to God. Uh. He prayed to God. Uh. Pray to God. And the Bible tells us that God uh, hears his prayer. God saw his tears. And God uh, answered his prayer in favor of him. Uh, God extended his life for another 15 years. Uh. So, so many of us will be glad uh, if this thing uh, if God answer prayer in our favor. Uh. So we also learn that there are incidents where uh, a faithful servant of God fell sick, uh, but God allowed him to die. Uh. So in 2 Kings chapter 13, verse 14, the Bible tells us Elisha. Elisha is a prophet. Uh. A prophet, again, you know that. It's an uh, important servant of God, an important servant of God. Uh. So, and Elisha is a, a good prophet, a faithful servant of God. Uh. He fell sick. Uh. And the Bible tells us he fell sick. Uh, uh, the sinner will cause him to die. Uh, cause him to die. Uh. And in verse 20, we learn that Elisha died of his sickness. Uh. So, uh, here we have um, two incidents where both are faithful servants of God. Uh, sometimes we ask ourselves why uh, our friend who is a uh, nice person, good person, very actively preaching the word of God, having personal study with people, uh, why God allow him to die? If you know Elisha, you will have the same question. Uh, if you know James in Acts chapter 12, James, the brother of John, you are going to ask the same question. Huh? Why uh, God allow a faithful servant of God um, who is actively preaching the word, who is actively serving him to die? Huh? So let us, we can't get all the answers. God tells us that his ways is higher than our ways. His thought is higher than our thought. Let, yes, you have the right to be sorrowful. You have the right to mourn. You have the right to weep. But don't let it overcome you. Uh. Don't let it uh, cause you to be discouraged and to quit, uh, to leave the faith. Uh. 
So we look at um, now for practical application. Uh, we look at um, King David. Uh, King David. In 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 15 to 20, we learn from the Bible that um, King David, uh, child with uh, Uriah's wife, um, Uriah's wife, uh, was sick, uh, was sick, uh, was sick. So he was sick, and David was grieved uh, because the child was sick. Um, what did the Bible tell us that David uh, pleaded with God? In other words, David prayed. Uh, the Bible tells us that he laid on the ground, uh, laid on the ground to pray, and he fasted for seven days. Uh, fasted for seven days. So when the when his servant, his helper, come and uh, um, leave, leave him up, he refused to arise. Uh, he refused to arise. Uh. So under this situation, when there's hope, David prayed to God. I think David prayed fervently, and he prayed. None of us pray like that. Uh, lying on the ground, pleading to God for seven days, and fasting for seven days. Uh. Well, you might tell yourself, oh, David, he deserved it because he sinned against God. Can you tell yourself that you are sinners? Huh? Can you tell yourself you are sinners? You are perfect. You have no weaknesses. Every human uh, you know, of God, we have our own weaknesses. Huh? So the Bible tells us on the seventh day, on the seventh day, David received the news that the child died. Huh? Despite praying fervently, uh, diligently, uh, earnestly for uh, for seven days, he received news that the child died. Uh. What did David do? Did David give up uh, on serving God? Did David tell God, I quit? Uh, no. Uh. The Bible tells us that David rose, uh, anointed himself, he cleaned up himself, and he worshipped God. Uh, he worshipped God. Uh. So we can be sad, we can be grieving, we can be Bring to God and ask God to heal our loved one, to ask God to, uh, um, to help our loved one to overcome life challenges. But let us remember, uh, um, when God allowed things to move on, let us not question God. Uh, let us not question God. Uh. <clears throat> so in Job chapter uh, 23 verse 10. Everyone of us are familiar with the story of Job. Uh, uh, Job did not know what hits him. Uh, in one day, he lost all his property. He lost all his servants. Uh, all his children died. Uh, all his children died. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, uh, definitely, you know, you and you can't even imagine or explain how driven and how sorrowful is Job. Uh, under that situation, uh, we ask ourselves, can we take it uh, if this happened to us? Uh, yet, um, uh, Job, what did Job say in 23.10? He said, but he knows the way that I take. When he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. Uh. So Job thought, uh, Job take it as God test him. Uh, but he's the devil that, te uh, that te tested him uh, with the permission of God. Uh. Job say, I shall come forth as gold by going through this life tragedy, by going through these challenges, huh? I'll be like gold. Huh? We have gone through fire, we have been refined, huh? it built 
patience, it builds perseverance, and it builds character. It helps him to be a matured person and a better person. In James chapter 5, verse 11, Indeed, we count them blessed who endure. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. See, Job did not know what is the end, but you and I knew uh, what is the end. Uh, so, you, so we can't even comprehend and imagine how bad is Job's situation. We thought uh, it's alright. Uh, after that, God reward him with double uh, at the end of the day. Uh, just imagine how Job feels uh, because he did not know the end intended by the Lord. Uh, yet Job did not tell God, I quit. Uh, God, I give up on you. Uh, but Job remained faithfully serving God. Uh, So in James chapter 1, verse 12, huh? so the Bible tells us that when we remain steadfast under trials, we will be blessed, huh? we will be given the crown of life. Huh? So let us remain strong despite the tragedy, huh? the life challenges that we face. Huh? Now, the, uh, point number three, they are to share how to remain steadfast. Uh, <clears throat> so, especially um, these challenges that we face in life is um, to excel in our career, to excel in uh, our studies. Uh, as, we come, as we strive to do well in our career, uh, to climb up the ladder, uh, or to pursue our business, uh, uh, to be successful in our business, let us put our trust in the Lord. Uh. Let us not just depend on our own ability. Let us not just depend on our own effort, but also put our trust in God. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6, the Bible tells us that put our trust, trust in the Lord. Uh, uh, Lean not to your own understanding. In other words, don't just depend on your um, intelligence, don't just depend on your effort, don't just depend on your uh, ability and talent, but put your trust in God. Huh? Lean not to your own understanding. In, uh, in all your way, acknowledge Him. Huh? So when we put our trust in God, when we are willing to wait for God's timing for us to be successful in life, to be promoted, to do well in our studies, to do well in our business, we are acknowledging God. Uh, and the Bible also tells us in verse 6, uh, God will guide us. Uh, when we put our trust in it, He will make our path straight. Uh, God will guide us. Uh. After all, the Word of God is a lamp to our feet and uh, light to our so in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 to 6, here the Bible says, Let your conduct be without covetousness. 
be content with such things as you have. Uh. So for he himself said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Uh. So God will never leave us or forsake us when we trust him. Uh. He will help us uh, as Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 to 6 tells us. Uh. He will help us when we put our trust in him. Help us in our work, help us in our study, uh. help us in the business that we do when we uh, put our trust in Him. Uh. The book of Ephesians, chapter 5, verse 20, the Bible tells us to give thanks always and for everything to God. Uh. When we give thanks always to um, God, that means we are acknowledging Him. Uh. When we give thanks always for the well, every little thing that God bless us with, uh, so we it manifest to God that we are content. God means uh, this is we are content not because we are lazy, uh, we are content because this is a godliness contentment. Uh, uh, we thank God for what we have. Uh. <clears throat> so we must also be wise in choosing our friend. Uh, who do we spend time with most of the time? Uh. Of course, it's not wrong to have friends from, uh, from those who are without Christ. Uh. After all, we need to reach out to them. We need to preach to them. Uh. But let us not spend most of our time with those who are worldly uh, because they are going to influence you. They are going to uh, influence you to be Worthy together with them. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, the Bible tells us that bad, evil company corrupts good habit. Uh. So spend time with fellow brethren uh, who are like-minded in serving God. Uh. And the last point, uh, number five, of course, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58, tells us to keep ourselves Busy with the Lord's work, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Uh. So the command to always abounding in the work of the Lord. Uh, uh, the meaning of abounding, uh, strong, define it as uh, be in exceed uh, or to cause to excel uh, or enough and to spare. So. <clears throat> What is the work of the Lord? Uh? <clears throat> the work of the Lord, of course, is very wide, ranging from um, on stage preaching, teaching the word of God, uh, still working behind the scene, uh? the person who prepared the Lord's Supper, bread at home. Uh? Uh, these are the work of God. Uh? And in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 21, we know that good works, these are the work of the Lord. Uh, doing His will or doing His commandment, again, this is the uh, work of the Lord. And doing work that pleases God, this is the work of the Lord. Uh. So how shall we... Uh, about ourselves with the work of the Lord. Uh, so let us remember that, that we are created in Christ for good work. In other words, 
we are saved for good work, not the other way. Now, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Uh, then in Galatians chapter 6, verses 9 to 10, the Bible tells us not to grow weary in doing good. Uh, not to grow weary. What's the meaning here? In other words, uh, doing good work as a way of life. Uh, not just do one time and stop it, but uh, doing it as a way of life, doing it continuously, doing, doing it consistently. Uh, uh, as a uh, good work, we are doing that. Uh, and find opportunity to do it. Uh, let us not wait for other people to do it. Uh, every time we wait for other people to do it, hopefully that we don't have to do it. Uh, in verse 10, the Bible tells us that as we have the opportunity, let us do good to all, uh, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Uh, so let us um, be consistent in doing good as well as find opportunity in doing good. Uh. And in Colossians chapter 3, verse 23, the Bible also uh, uh, tells us to do, to, when we do good, when we do the work of the Lord, let us do it heartily. In other words, do it wholeheartedly. Yeah? Yeah. We are not um, doing it to get praises from men, to get credit from men, but the Bible tells us in verse Colossians 3.23, we are doing it not to please men, but to please God. Uh. <clears throat> so let us uh, be encouraged by God's assurance. Uh. God tells us that our labor is not in vain. Uh, your time, your effort, your sacrifice that you give to God in ministering to one another and to ministry to those without, our labor is not in vain. God will not forget your good work. Uh. In Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10, For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love which you have shown toward his name. In that, you have ministered to the saints and do minister. So serving one another, serving fellow mankind, you are doing good work. And Bible tells us that God, God will not forget. In Revelation chapter 14, verse 13, here it tells us that blessed, are the dead who die in the Lord. Nah? So the person who is blessed is the person who die in the Lord. At the point of death, we still remain faithful in God. Nah? We still remain faithful in God. And the Bible says, what? Yes, say the Spirit, that they may rest from their labor. So when you die, that is a time to rest. Nah? When you are alive, it's a time to work uh, and to labor. Uh, as Jesus said, when it's daytime, we work. Uh, when it's night, when you die, then it's a time to rest. God will give you a place of rest. Uh. So if you don't labor, then you'll find yourself in a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth. There's no rest. Uh. So the Bible tells us also that our works follow us, uh, our work will follow us. Uh, God recognize our labor uh, in Him. Uh. 
So to conclude my sermon here, so <clears throat> let's take heed that there will be resurrection of the dead. Uh. So in view of this, let us uh, keep ourselves busy, engage ourselves with the work of the Lord, do it diligently. Uh. And God assure us that our labor is not in vain. Uh. The time, the effort that you put in, uh, um, 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 for the Lord, uh, the Bible says the reward of heavens uh, are worth. Uh, the reward of heavens are worth uh, going. Let us go all out for it. Uh. With that, I thank you for your attention. I will now hand over to the song.